All right, crazy weekend, huh? Boy, that was a, a busy Saturday. Busiest I've ever had in karting. Yeah, exactly. It was super busy. So the event we're talking about today is the Maxis Sprint Cup. It came here to Jacksonville at our track at 103rd. Um, first things first, you know, Buddy Long put on a great show. The tracks look good. All the signs and the banners out there. Um, their trailer well organized for the being their first for their first event extremely well organized ran a little late at the beginning but you know that's expected yep teething problems right but um other than that man the event was great but when it comes to being crazy busy yes extremely um well i guess before we jump into exactly what happened we should tell everybody who we are and what the hell we're doing right yeah so <laughs> My name's Andrew. I am uh, here with Cardi Dads. I'm just uh, just an average guy who happens to like motorsports and have kids and love karting. You know, my uh, co-host here. I'm Emmanuel. Um, yeah, same deal, right? Love love racing, and uh, we live in Jacksonville, and we have a, a kart track here that is the only one in the country that is basically a state park. So it's free, bring your kart and drive, and we both got into this, and man, we're addicted, so... A couple Definitely. of dads who just want to go karting every minute, every hour, and we talk about it all the time. We figured, why not have a, a show and share our stuff with some people? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, so, at this event, we had three practice sessions, a qualifying, a heat, and a final. Yep. So, our practice sessions were roughly about like 22 minutes apart. Yeah. Or something like that. Something like that. So, it was crazy busy. So, by the time you got into the pits and you got everything back to your tent and you started looking over your, your, um, your cart... They're calling you right back up, which I loved. It was nice to have that quick flow. I loved it. Either they call you out on the intercom if you weren't there, you better get here or else. Um, the only thing I could compare it to how quick it was is, you know, uh, when you do car events like Just Track It or Hooked on Driving where you only have three sessions right. where you're an instructor yep. for 20 minutes in your car for 20 minutes and you only have a 20-minute break and it's just all day long. Man, that's that's what it felt like to me. Yeah, I mean, we, I guess we should also add that. So we both kind of like cars and we do a lot of car stuff so we basically we drive with nasa and some other tractor organizations and yeah when it's there's no racing and it's just you know small three groups beginner intermediate and advanced yeah an instructor you're an advanced and you have a student and you're a beginner you literally get out of your car get in the student's car you get a 20 minute break for the intermediate and then you're back out back and it's just those are the, the scenarios that yeah right we could compare that to but man it was we were trying new. This was our first event. I mean, yeah. this was our very first like Big championship event. Like event. This, yeah. We've only done the local races and practice locally at testing, but local races are a bit more relaxed. You get about the same twenty minutes between or twenty five, but it's just it's only one other group, and so you come in, you know, yeah, you've got about thirty minutes, and you're not making so many changes. You're not rushing to get here or there. Certainly fewer carts, right? I know when I come off and drive over the scales. There's me and maybe one person in front of me for a local race, you know, five people. You'd stand in line for five minutes before yeah, you could that. scale because there were 18 people in our yep. class. Yeah, it was know? crazy. So, yeah, both our jaws dropped. So, the class we ran was the 375 senior class. Yep. So, Emmanuel is a string bean, and we debated if we wanted to do the All-Pro 350 class. And it's probably a good thing we didn't because you're on the track. I'm in the pits, I'm on track, you're in the pits, and there's no way we could communicate and work on our carts at the same time. So, I think it would benefit us that we both ran 375. And it was it was good for us, especially since we're doing this now, right? So, I guess, 
let's do like a two minute background, right, on what we're doing here. So, run LO206. For those who are not familiar at all with carding, LO206 is basically a spec series in carding. It's the most affordable. Think of a spec Miata if you've ever heard of cars. A spec Miata version is how you get started in professional racing for 90% of people. It's right. a sealed motor. You don't change anything. You just throw it on the cart, make some setup changes, and go. And so we like that. Yes. And, and then there are multiple classes based on your weight. So there's a 350, which is the 350 pounds total driver and cart. And like he said, I'm a string bean, so I can make 340 if I want it. <laughs> um, Andrew gets stuck at like 3, what, 80, 363 is the closest yeah, you can get to that. Yeah. But I can add weight and go up. So I had debated dropping down to 350 because the fastest I've ever run, obviously because I was lighter, but the cart just felt so much better in my hands when my cart didn't have a whole lot of weight on it and I was about 350. So I was debating going back to that, but we want to run our first championship. We really want to support this Maxis series. Definitely. And we spend 80% of our free time that we can talk on the phone talking to each other about karting what is the best thing but ha- be in the same race together run with each other and see how we do at the end of the year so yep. i thought you know what let's just run together and i think that's the best thing we could have done yeah so um in the announcements they were giving away a set of tires for every class which i thought was a really cool idea you know having people pick numbers between you know one and five one and seven one and three but when they came up to seniors they told the kids to pick a number between 1 and 18. Boy, our mouths dropped like, what? Yeah. 18? Come on, man. That's crazy. So the the competition for one was insane. We was, what, five national champion drivers? Yeah, I was, I was talking class? to um, one of our other friends, Mike Greiner. He, he came and he was able to like, oh, I, all these guys here, we have five national champions here. It's crazy. So we knew for a fact that we had no no shot of even running up front. But it's a good measuring stick to see you know where you're at because we've put in like a lot of i won't say hard work but fun work yes um to continue to improve on what we can do and you know things are paying off we you know now we're getting to the point where those tenths of a second are getting harder and harder to come across but other than that you know it's it is what it is it's all fun and for me for this particular event i think like you said it's our first big you know championship event I know I'm a mid-pack guy. I, I've always been that, yeah. right? I have to get lucky to catch the tail of the front pack. But I wanted to see where we truly stack up in the mid-pack. Yeah. Now, obviously, when we get there, we didn't get there. But yeah, we, I really we wanted to see where I stacked, which is another reason why I wanted to, to run in the bigger class. It's why you run in the bigger class. So, yeah, our local track... We know what fast is. We know we were generally about a second off the fast pace. And just want to see what everybody else behind us, you know, had at, you know, less than that. So, it is, um, yeah, I just got to, I just got to see, um, I just want to see where we were. And that ultimately was, was the decision behind running 375. And, uh, I'll start with you. Just start with morning and, um, how the day went for you. All right, so... We started off on the Vega tires because um, you had to you could you had to have a new set of tires when the qualifying started. So you can use whatever set of tires you had before uh, for all your practice sessions. So everything was going good. Um, I set down you know consistent forty one nines for a number of laps in a row, which is something I've never done. I uh, hit my fastest lap at forty one eight. Um, 
But the problem was going to the Maxxis tire. Um, I don't happen to have an extra set of fronts, so you only had 17 minutes to dismount my Vegas, put the Maxxis on. So our plan was, since yours were already uh, mounted, mm-hmm. to for you to go ahead and start putting on the tires, and I had my rears mounted, so, you know... Um, we talked to Patrick O'Neill, and you know, luckily for him, he volunteered to mount my front tires for me. So here I am with you know my fronts in one hand and my tires in the other hand, and I'm sprinting all the way across the the uh, paddock to get to Patrick. Meanwhile, he's over there mounting his tires too. So you know, without Patrick, I wouldn't have been able to um, compete with the tires. So yeah, and um, I did put your rears on yeah. for you, so you just had to do your fronts when you got back, which was again, it was, it was figuring nice. out that workflow right that yep. we needed to put in place. Um, yeah, and my morning was similar to yours, right? It was, we, we knew what we had, and I think we both, in one session, we both ran 41 nines. It might have been the second practice. Yeah. We both ran 41 nines, and we were like, okay, well, that's where we are. And I think the front runners in that session ran 40 point fives or something like that. Yeah, fives stupid. or six. So we're like, okay, well, a second and a half. All right, that's fine. Maybe that's the the bridge. No, the not the bridge stones. Maybe that's the Maxis tires they're running. Maybe it's a half second. Maybe in my head I'm going. Maybe when I put the Maxis on, I'm going to be back to that second off. I am right. So my old tires, and I was talking to another guy, and like I had no grip in the front. We have a specific turning point that we figured out, and man, I would turn there and I would just push mm. all the way. So I just have kept having to dial it back, and it took me a third practice until I realized that. Oh, I have no front end grip because the tire, not the setup. So I had to dial it back. And then I started turning in a little bit earlier. And then I was hitting the apex. It was pushing out a little bit on the exit, but I was able to have enough room to keep my yeah. foot in it. And it's like, okay, got it. I'm good there. So, yeah, that was the morning. It went, I thought, relatively well. Yeah. Again, we were where we needed to be about a second to a second and a half off is generally the pace. And we're like, you know what? We're in old tires. These guys are not messing around. These are national champions. They're probably testing the max attack. We're on the wrong compound, period, <laughs> for the day. So don't judge anything. You know, just run and get comfortable. Yeah, and get that's comfortable. where we were. So so then we came across a in qualifying. So they gave us this um, lock that you had to put. Seal, um, yeah. Yeah, the seal you had to put, you know, on your carburetor. Well, my, my car pretty much is all kind of random nut and bolts and everything that goes on it. And... I didn't have this specific uh, bolt combination that has pre-drilled holes. Yeah. So I didn't know about it till I got up to it, and there's like, well, I can't put a lock, I can't put the seal on. So what do I do? So they went ahead, and me and you ran across the the pits because the hole for your bolt uh, was too, too small, small for that one. So they went ahead and painted it. But long story short, we got that out of the way. We but went it was out chaotic to, even yes. getting to qualifying. I mean, every the first group was gone, was about to go, and we were still. You know, sitting behind the tech line, like we got our cards there, and cars were already taken off. Right, the carts were taken off when we were getting there. No time to actually calm down and relax at all, and and get in the mindset. And then on top of that, <laughs> so there's obviously no bumping, no drafting, and qualifying, and the release as at the gap. Well, we have no idea what these tires are. We're already flustered. I was. I know yeah. I was flustered, and I was just trying to avoid spinning out. I knew everybody said give it three laps or so before they come in. And so I was like three laps and man, I got out there and that very first lap, I was squirrely and slideways everywhere, man, like total slideways. And I just, I wasn't, I wasn't willing to risk anything, but I could see the cart in front of me getting away. 
So I knew I was definitely backing up into you. you yeah. Know? And that kind of messed up a few things. So, yeah, I I guess I made the announcements to the first group about there's no drafting. Um, we were busy running around. Yeah, we were busy running around. And, again, this was our first event like this. So we didn't know. So I came up, I came up on them. I caught them up in what we call the big bowl. And here comes a, um, a corner worker out with uh, his uh, caution flag open. Not rolled up, but open. And his hands, you know, waving back and forth. So, you know, I saw him and Emmanuel saw him. So... We naturally looked to the next corner right. station to see if there's a yellow flag over there. We didn't see anything, so you know, Manuel thought that, you know, we need to pit. So, well, no, so in his defense, he actually had it furled in his hand, but the wind and the way it was hanging yeah. out, it just caught my attention. But it was actually his hand motion, right? He was crossing them almost like, like, no, no, and this is tough to do on a podcast, right? But yeah. no, no, no. And in my head, I'm thinking, done, done, done. Yeah. You know, and so I'm coming around the bend. I'm looking to the starter to say something. The starter's looking somewhere away from me. And again, my natural instinct on a racetrack, and I tell everybody this, if you have doubt, if you have doubt, just keep going. Keep yeah. going. And I, for some reason, I just, I was so flustered from everything. I thought by being late and all those things. Dude, I just I, I ducked into the pits. And once you duck into the pits, there's no re-entry. And so on my third lap, which was when I was actually getting grip now and I could go, I pulled myself off the racetrack and that was it. That was basically it. Yep. So I think we qualified uh fourteen and sixteen. And fourteen and sixteen, yep. something like that. So yep. um we got that out of the way and then here comes heat one. So we're lined up, uh, you know, all eighteen carts in a row, and we know for a fact that you're in it to win it from the start. And on our track, turn one is very tight as well as two. Um, and then you'll have uh, turn three is a slight right-hander. And then you're going to go into the mini bowl. And we knew for a fact that being in the back, that mini bowl turn is going to act like an accordion. Yeah. It's, so, it's, it's a hairpin, right? It's a hairpin for all tens and purses. It's a U-turn. Yeah. And it takes some guts. You have to know a line. You have to pick a line. You have to stick with it. But the good thing is, for the guys who are faster, that's where, you know, that's where you go for it, right? right. It's, passing happens at the end of a long straight that has a slow zone. That's racing. You need a long straight, and then it's the bravery and the balls to go into, you know, the slow zone. It's all about that that left, the breaking. That's what determines who's going to win. And to get to the minimal, you, you have to go at some speed. Yep. And so that high-speed run is what determines people break into that, that mini bowl differently. And from our practice, we know if you can hang it out on the outside all the way around the mini bowl, you have the insider yep. for a double right-hander. Yep. And so chaos will always happen and find the outside line and stick it and make it work. Yep. And, well... <laughs> it, we, it, we, we thought we had it. So, like, we had a very good start. I think... We stayed on the outside and one and two. We were able to make it through three. And next thing you know, I see Matt Mays. Now, Matt Mays has been running the top ten all weekend. Mm-hmm. So, I was like, holy crap. Either he had a slow start or we just slung shot, you know, at a, you know that good. And so, I saw the – we all knew that the leaders were going to make it through without problems. Right. So, once we knew we are just about halfway through the pack, that accordion was there. And I missed it by Fender. <laughs> yeah. So, but, um, I think Kalen was on the left. The zero one was behind Kalen. You were behind me. And then you had a couple more. And right. everyone just plowed into that turn. And it just, it 
Kalen got hit hard. He spun. Hit, yeah, he spun. Kalen's brakes were, he said that there was a joke, right? Kalen's brakes worked real good. So he spun. He was facing the wrong way. The cart to my inside decided to try to avoid him, but end up coming straight across right on a left-hander. Yep. And basically, I had nowhere to go but straight into the tire barrier. And, I mean, it destroyed my cart. I mean, completely. Yeah, nose was busted. In nose half. busted in half. Yep. Spindle Spindle bent, bent completely. Um, and, yeah, I mean, that was it. I was done. Yeah. So. I was able to finish the heat. Um, so, I think my left rear was loosed or something was vibrating the left. So, I took it easy, finished the heat. Um, so, when we got in the pits, we just saw that Emmanuel's cart was just annihilated. I'm like, God. Yeah, I'm running across the paddock, going to borrow <laughs> an inch and a quarter axle if I'm going to bend this thing back. I mean, I, first I ran to Brad, who's just, you know, is a coyote parts guy. And I went and said, hey, do you have any 12-degree spindles? And he goes, no, I got 8 degrees and I got 115 degree. You can go try it. So, I'm running back. He's like, looking for somebody who can give me advice. Hey, Ron, will this work? He's like, no, that won't work. Yeah. Let me see this thing. I can bend this back. Okay, get me a shaft. Get me a bent axle. So I'm running like, you know. <laughs> helmet on and Helmet everything. on, you know, <laughs> neck brace on. I'm running around. I'm like, hey, you got an old axle? You got an old axle? And I'm like boring one and come back and Ron bends this thing. He gets his lasers. He tries to get the toe to where we need it. It's like camber is going to be totally screwed. But if you can get toe, you can at least run and not tear up that tire completely. Right. And I'm like, I look, I know our speed. We don't have a shot. We know where we are, but man, I would still love to run this thing to the end. Right. And that was a scramble. The scramble was, I need to get to a point where this thing will roll freely because it wasn't rolling at all. Nope. Let's get it to roll and let's drive. And we'll call it a day. That was the goal, just just to be able to drive. And I mean, my race was awesome. <laughs> yeah. I know you got, you, I was seeing you, <laughs> you were disappearing. Um, you were disappearing, but yeah, I, so I started. Dead last, I believe, yeah, because yeah. I was one of the, I was the first one to go out completely because um, from that wreck in the heat. So I started dead last. I jumped three or four spots on the start into one. I mean, I just yeah, just right through the middle, and I was right behind you. Yep. And then the two lanes formed, and it was okay. Uh, I'm gonna go with Andrew, but as I was turning right for, you know, turn two, three. I mean, turn three, the right hander. I was like, man, this ain't turning at all. Oh, boy. And by the time I got to the, you know, the mini bowl, trying to make the mini bowl Yui, I'm like, okay, crap. I won't be able to turn. But the cart is free enough to still go straight, so <laughs> let's just run it. And I've got three people or four people that I passed. Let's just see how long I can keep them behind me. Yeah, so the feature was 15 laps. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the longest feature we've ever ran. I yep. think most of our local races are 10 or 12. Yep. Um, so for the 15 feature race for 13 of them or so i was just by myself i couldn't catch the person in front of me and the people behind me couldn't catch me and i was debating in my head i'm like i really just don't want to just turn laps just to turn laps but you know maybe someone will do something up front and and get loose and blow the turn and i can you know maybe make um, another position forward so i just kept my foot in it and for me, I didn't. I didn't get to play with nobody. Yeah. <laughs> but I, for you, I, I got to. I got to hold off. Um, you know. So these these carts, John and Jake, our, our good buddy Jake. Jake was fast. Jake ran a forty-one-six in the heat. You know, you did a forty-two. I was out. But I mean, essentially, Jake was right there. We know. We knew he had the speed, and I yep. jumped all of them on the start. So I'm like, Jake is behind me. His cart. By now, it should be two seconds a lot faster than what I'm driving because I was looking at my times and I was running 
42 like nines and eights so i was like okay forget this and just waiting for him to pass waiting for him to pass and john was the other guy and john gave me a bump on this uh, around the bowl yeah because around the corners i mean my cart was just dragging so he would push me around and then on the straight he went for a pass he had a good run and then i just tucked back inside and outbreaked him to one and he was like okay well i guess i can't pass they told me after that i guess i can't pass him on the straight so i'm just gonna stick it yeah. in the corners and we had a good race i mean it was probably all 10 final laps of both of them being on my butt and jake was faster than john and faster than me but he had to get around john to get ah. to me so he couldn't really get through eventually he then got by and then they were both behind me and then john had to run and then Jake pushed me forward ahead of John, <laughs> which is cool. But then it pushed Jake up past John, and now he just had me. And then he had an amazing, amazing like dive bomb into into the mini bowl. He was completely sideways. I'm like, save it, save it, save it, buddy. And he caught it, and he stayed ahead. And then once they passed, they just inched away half a second a lap quicker than me yeah. for the last two laps. But it was awesome. I had I had fun with them, and that's all I wanted. That's really it. I just wanted to play with somebody. I really want to play with you, but I just just wanted to have a race where I played with someone and then just see how it shakes out, what our lap times were, and that's what we did. Yeah, so all in all, it was a great weekend. Um, again, props to Buddy Long for doing this. If you have the opportunity to get to one of these Maxis races, you got to try it. It's well worth it. It's it's a well-ran um, show. Um, but so, so coming up in the future... Um, Emmanuel gets a new toy. Yes. <laughs> Emmanuel got him a new cart. Yeah, I've, I've had the oldest cart in the local race field for a long time. I th- yep. So I have a 2004. <laughs> yeah, carters buy new carts every year, by the way. <laughs> um, I have a 2004 that um, was driven by you know one of the best drivers I've ever, ever met. And he was still able to drive that thing you know quick enough where I was like, that's if it can still do that, I'm happy. So... I had that, and I've had that for three years now, and I've barely had any real practice in it. Like, last year was really the most practice I've had in it, but, yeah, so it was about time for an upgrade. The oldest other card in our local field was 2014. I think somebody else has a 2010, but essentially, yeah. I have a really old card. So, right. um, yeah, I got me a new card, a Comedy Eagle. Um, it's new to me, but um, it's used. It has a four or five race days on it, but... Um, you know, anything can go wrong. And my personal philosophy is, you know, I could get a brand new cart and somebody could crash into me and bend that. So if there's nothing wrong with an old old chassis, I'm going to take that for now, right? Until the future where I'm I'm as good as some of the guys up front. I don't know when that'll be, but, you know, I'm just working towards that. So, yeah, we'll be playing with that and set, setting that up, sorting it out and seeing, um, seeing how quick it goes. Yeah, so uh, our next race we'll be doing is our local race, which I think is in two weeks, three weeks. Uh, yeah, about three weeks, yeah, I think. Three, yeah, three weeks um, at 103rd here in Jacksonville. Um, we will be testing the Comedy Eagle maybe this weekend or possibly next. Um, and we'll keep you guys updated on that. But um, other than that, you got anything else? No, man, this is good. Check it out. Check out Carton Dads uh, on Facebook. Just search Carton Dads and see what you find. And um, add a friend request, and um, well, we'll try to keep you guys updated with some of the cool stuff that we we have. We're hopefully this journey, we learn a lot, and we can share a lot of the stuff we learn as well with with guys. So, yep, thanks, and thanks for listening. And uh, tune in, subscribe if you have the option, or share with somebody you know who likes karting. Um, it's not really about our kids or anything. It's just a couple of dads just sitting around talking about karting. That's it. That's it, guys. Appreciate it.